Today on Bridges, we will talk about finding hope in the hopeless. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us on Bridges. It's our prayer to bring you hope for the journey. And today on Bridges, you're going to hear my guest, true story that is absolutely miraculous. Her name is Sheila Preston Fitzgerald, and that's a mouthful right there. But I'm so glad that she can come and share her journey of finding hope in the hopeless. Sheila, it's nice to meet you in person. We've talked by phone, but this is really nice to meet you. Thank you. Likewise, Monica, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So I'm not kidding when I say that you found hope in the hopeless and that your story is just miraculous, even that you're just still here. Yeah. So maybe we could start off with that accident. I'm sure it started like a day like any other day. Oh, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful fall day in Tennessee. It was gorgeous. And um, I was riding my motorcycle home when an oncoming car failed to yield. Um, They crashed into me. My body was crushed between my bike and their bumper. And then my body landed on the hood of the car. My head hit the windshield. And when my head hit their windshield, I was blacked out. Um, There was such force from the accident that I went airborne. And my body did two full somersaults in that impact um, because it was such force. Both boots flew off. My body then landed on my right side on the pavement. My head went back and um, that impact was was such force that my helmet spun off. Mm. And it was a big full helmet, big chin guard, double straps. It should have never come off, but it did. Mm. And um, I later found out that um, most of the times when that happens, there's usually a head in it. Yeah. So So you were just, that's a miracle right there (laughs) that your life was spared and that that helmet came off and that you were still intact. Yes. Mm -hmm. And from when my head hit the pavement, um, I was conscious again. So I was very aware of everything that happened at the scene of the accident. Yeah. All the trauma. Because one of the things that I would wonder, because a lot of times people say when they're in so much trauma and so much pain physically that they don't like they're kind of numb to the physical pain. Were you or did you feel that Um, at the scene of the accident? I really thought I was paralyzed because I didn't feel anything from the waist down. You know, the impact hit me on the left side. So that crushed and destroyed my left side of my body from the hips down. And then when I landed after the airborne and Mm -hmm. landed, it destroyed my right side. So both femoral arteries were severed, bones were sticking out. I didn't feel anything. I really thought I was paralyzed. Oh my goodness. That had to be, I mean, in addition to the accident, that part had to just absolutely leave you frightened that you think you're paralyzed or, you know, the interesting thing about it for me personally Mm -hmm. is that I have a younger brother who was a quadriplegic. And so I understand paralytic. I understand that lifestyle. Wow. But it took me to a place where I started a bartering prayer with the Mm -hmm. Lord and I said, Lord, I just, if I'm going to be paralyzed, just take me now, please take me because I knew what it had done to my parents and to the rest of my family, how difficult that was. Now my, my family loved and served my brother because that's what we we wanted. Of course. I understand. Of course. Yeah. 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 You just knew how really hard that journey could be. Yes. 
your yes. family had already experienced that. And you're thinking you're a Christian. God, go ahead and just let me come on to heaven yeah. and let my family not go through all of this. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So then what happens? Oh, I started that barter prayer. You know, we've all been there. We've you all know? done that. <laughs> yes. You know, hey, Lord, if, mm-hmm. if I'll do this, if you'll do this. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. in my prayer, I, I asked him, I said, Father, I said, please, if this is the case, if I'm paralyzed, don't do this to mom and daddy. Just don't do this to them. Because my mother had walked through so much and my father was battling Alzheimer's at the time. And I just couldn't see putting my parents through more. And... Um, in that moment, um, I felt a touch on my right arm. And um, now I had been communicating with the crews and first responders and everything all around me. Um, so I was conscious. I was very aware. But in that moment, everything kind of shifted and got quiet in my prayer. And I felt a touch on my right arm. And again, I'm laying on the pavement with mm-hmm. my legs kind of mangled behind me, not feeling any of it. And... I um, feel this touch on my forearm and I look up into the most beautiful face. Um, I'm being cradled like, um, oh, kind of like a, um, um, a child and a mother, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that protective, comforting uh, cradling. And I look up into the eyes of Jesus and there was a communication that was done without words mm-hmm. initially. And it's like he could see my heart, a horrific sinner, Sheila, a horrific sinner in the eyes of anybody, but he loved me anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, there was such comfort and such peace. And and then again, the whole atmosphere shifted again. And I wish we had better words to describe it, but our English language or any language in this world just doesn't have the right words. But um, there was a gorgeous blue that shifted in the atmosphere all around us, just a stunning radiant blue. And that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to leave that. I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay. So in in the the middle of all that, yes, all of that first responders, you're bargaining with God. Yes. And you feel that touch and you realize that you're being cradled by Jesus. I'm being cradled in the lap of the Lord. Mm. Yeah. And Jesus is right beside me and the Holy Spirit's all around us. Mm. And Jesus says to me, he said, in a sweet Southern drawl, which I just think is incredible <laughs> because, look, and, and for the longest time, I didn't share a lot of this because I thought people would think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. think I'm nuts. But the more I study and the more I learn and the more I, I listen to other people's journey with their life altering uh, changes and things, um, it's very common that the Lord's going to speak to each one of us in the way, the, we the way that we hear yeah. and the way that we understand. Yeah. And if that doesn't make sense to some of you, just stay with us because this is really a miraculous yes. story. And yes, I've talked to many people, same thing. In whatever way that that person hears and how they speak and how they understand, that's how they hear the voice yeah. of the Lord. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. 
Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So you got to hear Jesus Southern draw. He did. (laughs) In a sweet, in a sweet, gentlemanly draw, he says to me, don't, don't be afraid. You're going to be okay. We've got you. And I wasn't afraid, and I have not been afraid since that night. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy. No, no, no. Because you share that in your book, One Foot in Heaven, Finding Hope in in the Hopeless. You've had a lot of not easy. Yes. And even though you were told, like, don't be afraid, we've got you, it's going to be okay. I mean, you lost a limb as a result of this. In a 45-day period, my recovery, my physical recovery took four years. It took four years before I could actually walk on my own without some kind of assistance. Um, It was long. It was drooling. Many, many surgeries. Um, I actually, the leg was amputated at the scene. Miraculously, it was put back on. The leg was amputated at the scene and then put back on? Yes. I kept it for a year. And then, um, unfortunately, I got MRSA a year later, Mm -hmm. and so they had to take the limb. Um, But I've been rebuilt from the hips down on both sides. Um, Within a 45-day period, I lost my limb. I lost my marriage. I lost my home. I lost my work. And sadly, I lost a lot of friends because sometimes people, even really well-meaning people, they just don't know how to deal with they don't, they're not familiar or not know what right. to do with such trauma. Um, and then, of course, even in our Christian community, sometimes they don't know how to handle right. a friend who's now a divorcee. Right. Because you've known everybody in your friend groups as couples. As couples. And so sometimes that's how our friends have related to us sure. and they don't know what to do and that's lost. But I cannot imagine that much loss in 45 days. Yeah. It you was just a had to buffeting, be overwhelming platterful of loss. The recovery was one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Just it was a slow process. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about, you know, sometimes when we think miraculous, right? We think yeah. instant. Yeah. You think, okay, Jesus said we've got you, you know, right? Yeah. All of that. That that might mean that you were able to avert right all negativity and loss. And yet what I hear you saying is that actually you got that divine visitation and losses came in 45 days. 
So was the marriage, did you think the marriage was okay or did this happen over the accident or do you even know? We had, we had our difficulty, Mm -hmm. you know, before the accident happened. And, um, unfortunately, you know, when there's any kind of crevice, the enemy knows that Satan finds Mm -hmm. any little hair, hairline crack and can destroy things. I mean, I learned that in my accident, right? That's how I got MRSA. It was a hairline, something that infection came in. Well, Satan found a spot for infection to just keep manipulating and deceiving in our relationship. And, um, yeah. yeah, was I surprised it happened? No. Was I prepared for it? No. Um, did I trust that the Lord had a plan for it? Yeah. And that's, that's really miraculous yeah. in and of itself. And you mentioned something, and I, I just want to ask you about this because it happens to lots of people that when we go through something really hard, sometimes it's hard even for our Christian friends to reach out because they don't know what to say or how to say it. What advice would you give someone who's, how do they reach out? What do they do? For me, one of the best things is, um, one, I had head trauma, so it was hard for me. People would give me encouraging comments or send a little notice or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't retain all of that. So the best thing that worked for me was very, very simple. We can all do it nowadays, which is just send a short text or an email or a handwritten note because I love the old fashioned um, thinking about you. Yeah. Praying for you. Yeah. You know, and to realize that we don't have to have all the things to say. There's nothing anybody could say to you in your trauma or anybody else's. that's going to make it better. No. Right. Right. We can just think of you and pray for you. And we don't have to like just abandon. We don't just have to become invisible because we don't know what to say. Because honestly, there is no one right thing to say. There's not. And it varies for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to help somebody that's not ready to receive it. Yeah is one of the most difficult things sure. because it then will push somebody further back. Yeah. So um, I like the question of how can I help? Exactly. What What is helpful to you? What can I best I do? So yeah. we've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us. When we come back after the break, we'll hear more about Sheila's miraculous journey. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then MonicaSchmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today, because truth changes everything. Today on Bridges, we're talking about finding hope in the hopeless. And boy, my guest today has had a lot of experience finding hope in the hopeless. And Sheila, I think just to see you looking so good and being here, and I know the accident was 10 years ago, but that's, that is a lot to deal with. When you Mm -hmm. say that 
in 45 days, was it, after mm-hmm. a horrific accident that you lost a limb? No, that was a year later. You lost a marriage, you lost a house, you lost your work, you lost a lot of friends. That's a lot of loss. It is a lot of loss. Um, and looking back now, of course, I'm, I'm past yes. much of that. Um, do I still experience loss every day? Every day. I, I live with horrific pain on a 24 seven. Um, I pray about it every day that the Lord will take it away. Mm-hmm. And does he answer prayer? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He gives me the strength to endure right. in spite of it. And that's something that's really important when we talk about prayer and the strength mm-hmm. to endure. You're saying you're still, every single day you have physical pain because of this accident 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you pray and somehow, some way, it's not that God removes all the pain. It's that he gives you the strength to endure. Absolutely. And that is the physical side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, just like all of us, we all endure trauma and tragedy and difficulty and hardship and Mm -hmm. struggle and loss, griefs. Um, But it's just learning to surrender all of that Mm -hmm. to him um, so that he can maybe not miraculously change it, fix it the way we think it needs to be fixed, because that rarely happens. Rarely. But hindsight, I get to see all that he has done and how he's using all of that to help other people. Yes. So um, the book is entitled One Foot in Heaven, and it's written by my guest today, Sheila Preston Fitzgerald. It's a miraculous true story, and you've got finding hope in the hopeless. And I know, Sheila, not all of us have, right, a tragic accident where we're hit, right? And have head injuries and all of that, but we all endure some level of trauma. How do we find hope in what looks absolutely hopeless to us? I know you're 10 years out, but Mm -hmm. how does a person, if they're just starting today, how do we start? You know, I think for most people, um, we, we do all get hit and we all get, go through traumas and and difficulty may not be physical. Um, but I think we need to give ourselves grace. I think we live in a world where we feel like everything needs to be instant um, and that we need to have an answer and a solution and fix it right then. Um, Something that I've learned more importantly than probably anything along my journey is I can't fix it. I can't fix me. I sure can't fix you. And you can't fix me. And I can't fix you. You can't fix you. So, but we can help each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I know the one who can fix it. Mm -hmm. And that's our savior, Jesus Christ. So for me, I, I try and one, I go immediately to prayer. I love a prayer life. Um, and then tangibly, tangibly, I also go to the word. I go to the scripture and with my head trauma, I've had to learn totally different because for years I would read, but I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. So somebody suggested to me, they said, well, try a children's Bible because I couldn't even remember some of the like little felt stories, you know, that we'd learn as kids and they'd put up on the the felt screen. And um, they said, try a children's Bible. So I would read the picture books, the very simple picture books to re-recollect. Oh yeah. So find the little things that you can do. Don't try and change the whole plate full. Just pick one little kernel at a time. Mm -hmm. Focus on that. I love word studies. 
um, I'm studying a word study right now, shalom, um, because the That's Lord's a teaching word. me his peace is very different than, you know, peace. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's very different than even what we as Christians think of. Well, when we talk about the peace that passes understanding, yes. right, or yes. that he'll keep us in perfect peace, yes. that doesn't mean that we're not experiencing X number of things in this physical realm that we never feel afraid, for example. Right. That is not what perfect peace means. It's despite all of that, he keeps us. Absolutely. And, and so, cause I used to think that too, like, well, why am I not experiencing perfect peace? Yeah. I mean, the word says I can have it, Yeah. you know, and I'm a slow learner sometimes. It took, me, it took me a while. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He's not talking about what I regard as peace. Yeah. So you're saying start with a small bit. Yes. Like, cause yes. I'm, I'm thinking, some people might be like, well, as a grown woman, I don't want to get a children's picture book, but you did because I it's did. where you could start. That's where I could start. That's where I could learn. And little by little, you know, and then I went to a, like the message, you know, a lay person's yeah. um, version. And then little by little, I went to different versions and do I still retain it all? No, my retention is different than it used to be, but I'm learning how to work with that. So that's a physical side of things, but I also try and take it over into our emotional yeah. or mental or relational or spiritual thing. Start with something small first. I mean, they teach you that in financing, you know, knock out the, knock out one first and then go to the next one, the next one, take the little one and then keep going. Um, so I, I would, I would s encourage people to to pray, go to the word yeah, and surround yourself with good quality people. Yeah. Really, really. That's, that's so, so important. Especially when we are in trauma. Absolutely. Because I would just have to think that when everything in your life seemed just so bad and so traumatized, right? That it, you just couldn't have endured a lot of negativity. I just cannot Not imagine what that would be like for you when you already feel like your whole world is upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that was, that helped get me through because I couldn't retain a lot and I, I actually stopped watching television. Mm. Um, I pick and choose now specific sure. things. Um, but I had to stop because I knew there were things that are, if you will, kind of behind the scene of what you're watching that it would scare me or frighten me, or I, I didn't understand what it was, mm -hmm. but I found later that though that was the Holy spirit letting me yes. know that that's not something I need to see. Right. I don't need to be a part of that because what happens is if we're not aware of what he has for our life, we can so easily get distracted. Oh my and goodness. And all it takes, especially with our vision, if we, if we see something, we're so easily lured. Yes. That's, I, I think of that scripture without a vision, the people perish. Absolutely. And so if we don't know where we're headed, yes. right? We don't have to know exactly what God has for us, but you were sensing there were certain things that you didn't need to watch or that you didn't need to listen to. And sometimes We'll Even have this people. in many different ways, right? If I'm around these people, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it's not working for me. Mm -hmm. And that can be the Holy Spirit saying, mm -hmm. guard your steps, mm -hmm. go a different way. Mm -hmm. It can be with anything, right? Watching television, yeah. too much shopping. Yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of yeah. things that uh, depending on what God is doing in our lives and where he's taking us and where we are today, that he might have us 
change our direction so that he can get us to where we need to go. So for you, there were just certain things that you needed to not be watching. Exactly. And I had to learn to keep this vision going yeah. to make sure that I was in line this way, because otherwise I could get so easily distracted by yeah. what was going on around me. All the difficult, all the hurt, all the heartache. People would walk into a room. I mean, I spent weeks and months at a time in the hospital and mm -hmm. people would walk in and you could just see <gasps> on their face. I didn't need that. I, I, kn I knew. Because they were responding to you, yes. the physical trauma. Yes. yes. So they're gasping yes. And, and like, yes. you're just like, I don't need that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they're in the room. So, they're in the room. So what do you do? So I, I stuck with one little phrase. I know it's goofy, <laughs> but choose happy, not crappy. That just, <laughs> it's what worked for me. I couldn't remember so many good, good things. I mean, I knew scripture by heart before that. Mm -hmm. And now I struggle with that. And I'm, I, I, it does my heart good when you can recall scripture. Um, I, I know the things I just can't always recall right. it. So that was something that I was able to, and I just, I had to immediately switch different conversations and, um, because I knew I could get and down. We, we all can, we yes. all can. Yeah. It's when just, we're in the midst of trauma, yes. difficulty, we can get bogged down yeah. so quick, yeah. just like that. And the enemy even works to it. pounce Absolutely. on that every Absolutely. which way. He's Absolutely. not all powerful, but every which way he can get some leeway, he's looking for that. So you learned how to negate that. Yeah. And it's interesting. So you gave yourself grace, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding you can't recall scripture like perhaps you did in the past, but a little phrase like choose happy, not, not crappy helped get you through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, from the night of the accident, the supernatural miraculous encounter, there were so many, there's so many miracles throughout mm -hmm. my journey and they still continue today, which yeah. is just wonderful. Um, but even though I lost the ability to retain some of the things that we hold dear in this world, mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade any of it for brand new Barbie doll legs. Wouldn't trade a thing because I received the gift, true gift of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that night. And to have that, to be able to use as a um, guide mm -hmm. in this world is a gift that I would never yeah. trade. To have Ever. a divine encounter yes. with God, yes. that the Holy Spirit was all around you and Jesus was there. Yeah. Th what you're saying is that's worth far more yes. than two working legs that's right. and being able to recall scripture on a dime. That's right. So you've learned that lesson really in a really hard, hard way, hard. what's important. And so it seems like part of what I'm hearing from you is part of finding hope in the hopeless is just starting where you are. Exactly. Trusting. Exactly. Small size pieces like, right. Cause sometimes we're looking for all the big, right? Yeah. I'm looking for the big miracle, the instant yeah. fix. And I would like that. Sheila. Sure. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. I just yeah. really would. But... I'd love to be able to run a marathon. Mm -hmm. I was training for one before this happened. No. Yeah. I was a little bitty thing. Just, I mean, I did five to eight miles a day, oh. six days a week. And so your whole life, my whole life, and you wouldn't trade any of it. Not a thing. Not a thing. So I don't want to do it again. I, I understand <laughs> that. I understand that because it was quite, uh, it was yes. years of recovery. Yes. And it still is every mm -hmm. day as a um, bilateral high trauma amputee. They compare my injuries to somebody that stepped on an IED. So 
I am a train wreck from the hips down. Mm -hmm. You just don't see a lot of it. You only right. see one part of it. Um, and that's another thing. We don't know what people are going yeah. through. We don't always see the right. trauma that people have right. gone through. Right. So I encourage people to just give yourself grace, but give others grace. Be yes. compassionate. Because yeah. everybody is fighting everybody. a battle. It's a different size yeah. battle at yeah. different seasons of life, but giving yeah. each other grace is an amazing thing to do. I wish we had more time, Sheila, thank but thank you so much for coming thank today you, on Bridges. I've enjoyed it so much. I have too. And just thank you for sharing your Bless story. Bless your readers. Bless the audience. Stay tuned. Monica will be right back. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then monicaschmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today, because truth changes everything. Finding hope in the hopeless isn't necessarily easy to do, but with God's help, we can do it. And one of the things that, that my guest talked about today is really starting where you are, starting with small pieces, with what you can do. And then as you master that, you can move to what's next. So many times when we're in trauma or in some kind of a crisis, we just want to fix it all at once. I know I do. And I wish sometimes when I pray that by the time I said amen, everything would be fixed. And sometimes it is. And then there are other times where instead of a, an instant miracle, God works in my life through a process. So if he's working through a process with you today, start where you can, trust him, thank him in everything, and trust him to lead you in it and through it. I'm out of time. I've got to go. But I say goodbye and God bless you. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.